following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. As Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Wow. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. Welcome to episode number 29 of The Take with Willie and Ian and Rennie, because the big fella's back, Rennie. Back. I haven't watched so much rugby league in the last week. There's very little else to do, though, and we are brought to you once again by our friends at bettingsite.com.au. William. Hello. Ian, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for asking. It's good to see you two again. It's nice to be back in the studio, actually. Way better. I'll be sitting at home in my room trying to work out fucking Zoom and what to do. How stressful <laughs> was that for the first, like, four weeks? I oh, know. It was awful. Getting a background and you're awful. I was pretty bad, but you're terrible. <laughs> do you know, I've actually worked out I've still got the producer's iPad. Yeah. So Keep it, you're mate. not getting that back. That's a nice little yeah. thank you. Thank you, To COVID. the producer. Thank He's finally done something. How's your week been, Ren? How's it's the knee? Burner. Knee's getting better. Um, training, um... With my man Johnny Sutton at the moment, so I'm just trying to build this knee so I can get back and surf. But that's the uh, perks of rugby league, mate. Still getting surgery. <laughs> Last of the awesome. big winners. Awesome. Well, How so. good! All right, well, here we go again. There has been a lot of things happening in the world of rugby league. The NRL, the producer loves AFL. <laughs> he really does. It's one of the many, many things that's wrong with the bloke, but. He's obsessed with AFL and he wants us to talk about how the NRL – I think what he thinks is that the NRL's back down because the uh, the Storm final was going to clash with the AFL grand final. So I think what he's actually saying is that the NRL here has backed down to the might of the AFL. He has an agenda, yes, but it's Always so stupid, the NRL even trying to go up against the AFL grand final. Mm. I'm not sure. This is just smart. Smart way to, to do business. You're like, all right, well, let's just go sh- Let's go before the AFL. We'll get all their viewers and then just piss off by about 7 o'clock. And then you just click on to the, the AFL Grand Final. Who they, cares? They must have changed the AFL Grand Final, did they? Because they used to be – that was on the Saturday, wasn't it, Craig? Or have they made it a night game? No, it's still on the Saturday. They made it a night because it's got to have to have Perth. Right. Oh, it's in Perth. Perth. That's right. Yeah. Because of COVID. Well, I mean, anyone that likes AFL has got problems. And so I'd much rather watch a storm game. I couldn't care if it's at the same time. I, I can. Someone's going to win by a hundred. Look, it's going by the preliminaries. What the fuck? Imagine going to preliminary and getting beat by eighty. Who played? I don't even know who played. Are the Swans. Geelong and Melbourne. I need it all. Geelong and Melbourne played. Me. I looked at the. I looked at it because I know the producer had a big bet on it, and I was just like, yeah, was, I think he was on one to thirty nine. Melbourne winning. They all got beat by ninety. Did they? It's a preliminary. Oh, was that this Melbourne? Is, oh, yeah, Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I just can't. Melbourne I mean, it's won. not, it's not yeah. that good. I love AFL. I respect the hell out of the players. But God damn, what's it saying about the competition down there? And we thought ours was a two-horse two race. It's an extremely low competition. It's a slow sport. Hello to all our AFL. Keep it PG. <laughs> Keep it PG. Uh, anyway, anyone who wants to watch AFL, uh, you can now because you won't, you won't miss the storm, which is wonderful news. Does just anyone actually watch part, a storm? Man. Does anyone watch a storm in Melbourne anymore? They're the best Given team all the of all time. They've had. I'm sure they've got a bit of a following. They've got a good following down there. But look what it's ta- look what it's taken. What since '99 they've been in. The, like, they haven't missed the finals. I think they missed it maybe once or twice no. since 2006. It's been, they've been the best team in in Australian sports. It's a fact. Mm. Yeah, I just and you know that's just Melbourne for you. We embrace the Swans and all that kind of stuff. That's the difference. Do we? 
They got fifty thousand. They got fifty thousand members of Swans. We sit there, we pack out the cricket, the cricket stadium, whatever it's called. Have you been to a game? Yeah, I have. Swans game? Well, I have. I've been yeah. to heaps of games. Yeah, been to, oh yeah. I, 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 I was seeing great years ago. I was seeing a girl, and her old man worked at a pharmaceutical company, actually. And Anna, they had a box. No, it wasn't Anna. No, I'm joking. Love you, yelling out And then so, and he had a box, and I used to go to this thing. And the best thing about AFL at that stage was I was in a box. So it was free drink. Yeah. And the games go for four days. They never stop. So you get plenty of piss. Oh, straight onto it. I heard it's good live. It's I way better. It's a 360-degree game. It's not north-south like ours. <laughs> I've yeah. been to two grand finals. Looking good. Off the ball. I heard the off yeah. the ball is great, yeah. Can confirm. <laughs> a, I heard off the ball is great. So he's taking the piss, anyone who knows you're any mature. <laughs> off the ball. You've got to watch it off the ball. It's just like soccer. Yeah, just, just play it in the air. It's like soccer. I've Ooh. been to two grand finals at the MCG. It's a great experience, but let me tell you, uh, off the ball still no good. <laughs> Terrible off the ball. Oh. All right. So speaking of the MCG, what about this for a segue? They often play State of Origin at the MCG. Yeah. And Billy Slater might coach the Queensland Origin wow. team. Wow. Great segue. Thanks. Jeez, you've yeah, way better. Fantastic. There appears to be some sort of hoo-ha now. There's always hoo-ha. Rugby League loves a hoo-ha. About whether or not he's going to accept the job. The Queensland Rugby League have offered it to him. He hasn't jumped through hoops to say yes, which I don't have a problem with, but it looks like the Queensland Rugby League might. Do you just take the job, Ren, if it's offered to you? There's a lot of variables involved here, Bernard, with with Billy. Obviously, he hasn't coached at that high level before. He's been assistant coaches. He's come through a tremendous system at the Melbourne Storm. So it's it's for me, there's, there's no one else out there that could probably take the job. I think Billy Slater is the obvious choice. Obviously, if he does take the job, he brings in Thurston, he brings in Cameron Smith. Now, people are going to kick back and say, well, he hasn't had any experience in, in that kind of level, but he's got the respect. It's something with that Queensland side is that they respect Billy. They res- There's something they built differently up there. They don't need that bloke that's won, that's been coaching for the last 10 years and won yeah. numerous premierships to take over the Queensland side. Yet those young players definitely respect Billy. You bring Thurston in, you bring Cameron Smith. They grew up watching these players. I think you can get the best out of them for a, for a three-game competition or that six-week period. Because you've always said, Will, it's not necessarily coaching at that level. It's more just man management and bringing people together. Like, if you're playing Origin, you know how to play footy. It's just setting game plans and making sure blokes want to play for each other, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think Billy's been around that that culture there and has been the main, one of the mainstays of building that culture from about 06 to 2000, what, 18 when he retired, I think it was, or 17 or 18. Him, himself, and like GI, Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk, all those big dogs there, they're responsible for that for those games. I mean, those series getting won. And that's what they want back because they, even though when they, they get, they bring all those guys back into camp, highly respected. They're always part of the coaching staff because they know what that, that culture that they built, regardless of like, you know, what happened with, um, Mal and all those guys in the 80s, of course they played a massive big part, but that dominance, no one's seen origin dominance like it was from 2006 to 2000, pretty much 18. You know what I mean? And he yeah. was massively part of that whole culture. So they want to grab that and just, and because they know what he can bring. He's Billy Slater, first of all, and it's what he brings to the team because he will bring in Cam Smith, he'll bring in GI, he'll bring in JT, Nate Miles, all those guys. They don't have to be retired for 20 years. Like, like in New South Wales rugby league, you know, like Freddie has his people there, but before Freddie, who was it? They weren't bringing in all these other players, you know, like the like current, not current, but like just just recently retired people because we didn't have that winning streak like like Queensland did, did no. we? 
you know, we won a couple here and there, and then we lost about five or six and eight and all that kind of stuff. They all there when they won, like, what, 12 out of 14 or something like that? That is something that's the biggest, it's the most dominant, like, rugby league sort of, like, like in, in that world, I think like one, I think twelve things twelve things they won is the most dominant mm. like rugby league like record or some shit like yeah. that, and he's a big part of it. Over thirty origins and like man of the matches and Wally Lewis medals and stuff like that. so he can bring so much to that team. But I understand from Billy's point of view that he he doesn't have to rush into this. He's got a lot of things going on, man. He's Billy Slater. Channel 9, Melbourne gigs, he can go around, do a specialty coaching everywhere. They pay him 100 grand here, fullback coaching, all that kind of stuff. He revolutionised the game, that kid. You know mm. what I mean? Does he want to put all his eggs into one basket and go, all right, I want to be the Queensland coach just because I want to be the Queensland coach? Dude's 39. He can be mm. the Queensland coach in 10 or 15 years. Why, why, why put Billy Slater in there now? Because the fans love Billy Slater. Everyone loves Billy mm. Slater. But, hey, Bill, look after yourself, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to come in there. You've got to have all this pressure around you. You're not Wayne Bennett. You know what I mean? Where he's like, he he come in, in and out. He's already played. He already was coaching in that origin era. And he can pick and choose. He's never coached an NRL game, Billy. Nothing. Yeah. And he goes, and he wanted to go straight in there as a young man like that. He's, he probably, he's probably not even backing himself. Going, Could I, can I do this? Do I want all this pressure that comes with that Queensland jersey? Because I know a lot, Queensland do not expect to lose. Yeah. Regardless of if New South Wales are in a little bit of dominance at the moment, they don't expect to lose when you put that jersey on. And that's all because of what Billy and all those lads, like, that's the culture that they built. You put that jersey on, I don't give a shit if you're not the best player in your club. You put that jersey on, you become the best player. So he's, a, he's got a lot of pressure on him. So, like, hey, take your time, Bill, or don't coach. Well, I that's reckon... It. Sit back and do what you want to do. If you're you in look, a power position. If you look at the way um, things have been handled, Queensland have always prided themselves on the fact that you know, they pick and stick and, you know, there's no sort of – there's never any dramas in camp and they are all they all love each other and all Queenslander and Billy Moore in the tunnel. Having the head of the Queensland Rugby League come out and say – essentially saying, look, we think that his manager's playing for more money and that's our offer. It's pretty average for a young coach, as Will said, to be then questioned about whether or not he's actually doing it for the money or not by the people that are then going to employ him. It doesn't look right. Yeah, I think they're coming out and pretty much not saying it publicly, but it's a, it's a privilege to coach this side. Mm. And like Will just touched on, there's a lot of variables and a lot of things that Billy has going on in his life. Not to mention as well, like he said, he's never coached an NRL club. So if he's thinking about being an NRL coach one day and they get swept next year or the year after the two years in a row that's his nrl coaching career pretty much down the gurgler for another five years he's got to start again mm. so there, there is a lot of pressure on him to make this decision i just think he's the obvious choice to be the queens queensland coach who else is there who else is there? i don't know you know do you go to neil henry he's been around there for a while you got like you got a lot of play look a lot of people that are sitting in there at, at assistant coach but they don't want the big dog job do they? Mm. You know what I mean? They right. want to sit around in the back and do all this sort of stuff. They want to put it on Bill. Billy doesn't need this bullshit right now. Here's a name for you. Anthony Seabold. I was about to say that. <laughs> Anthony Seabold. I mean, Why if not? it wasn't, well, Eddie, Eddie Jones loves him. Yeah, he yeah. wants him. He's got him. You know, He's got him. There's got to be some other people out there that has got a lot bigger credentials coaching credentials than Billy Slater. Yeah, I reckon it's, Bill's going to – he's sitting there weighing the options up like we've been talking, going, man, I can go around here. I can just go be a specialist coach, fullback coach, go do stuff for the um, for AFL, live in Melbourne, live in Brisbane, just come into the um, come into camp, put my two cents in there with Caelan Ponger and all these younger kids like he's doing now for another five years. Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? Like the amount of stress that is that you look at coaches, how stressed out do they look? You know, the assistant coaches never look stressed. They don't cop that shit. Mm. You can sit back, lay in the cut, let the big dog, you know, take, you know, take it all. Like Green took it all, you know, like all, you know, all the head coaches. So it's a big deal, mate. Just because he's Billy Slater doesn't mean he wants to coach. And just because he's a good assistant coach and a good specialist coach doesn't mean he's a good coach, a great coach yet. And don't put that pressure on him. Well, Queensland he's, should know he's better. He's put his hand up for it. I know that. He's but made like himself he's, available. So it's, he's going to get this kind of uh, criticism. But, you know, he's a real student of the game. He, he can't sort of uh, question his intelligence for rugby league. We played against Melbourne Storm once at, um, down there and uh, they were beating us 40-0 at halftime. And Billy Slater was still having an argument with Cooper Cronk at halftime about some play they meant to put on. I'm walking mm. off the field next to him going, what the hell? You're up like 40. Who cares? That's how much he loves the game. Yeah. So yeah. I've no doubt. But as we said, like his legacy in coaching, if he, he does want to get into the NRL sort of side, side of things and even Queensland, take your time. Don't rush straight to that main job. But <laughs> you hear that? But, you know, he can, he can do what he wants. But I'll, I'll be weighing a lot of things up. And probably this is just to the public. This is why he's taking his time. Think about the situation that you're putting Billy in. Of course he wants to coach Queensland. If he was rolling in the 2008 Queensland team, you'd take it. But this is 2021 going mm. to 2022, knowing for a fact that New South Wales are the dominant side at the moment. Do you want to come off a 3-0 slacker next, next year? First coaching gig? No. Have you really enjoyed the coaching since – I mean, obviously this was your first year sort of doing it, but, I mean, is is, is there a real buzz that you find? I mean, obviously you played at the highest level and so you've had that experience as a player. Have you – and obviously you're starting out this year sort of thing, but have you really enjoyed the coaching side of it? I have. You know, I think for me the buzz I got out of it was coaching or, you know, being assistant coach um, – for the under-19s and just seeing kids develop and seeing what sort of path they're on, what sort of crossroad, what's going through their head. You, they turn up to training. You knew exactly what they got up to on the weekend. But it, that's more enjoyable for me because they're, they're carefree. They're not as – you're not stuck within that first grade doing your head kind, doing your heading kind of mentality where you're dealing with a lot of head cases in first grade. You're managing men. With these kids, um, you could they, they were impressionable, but they wanted to learn. They wanted to – take on board and it was very very re uh, rewarding for me to see players go out on the field and uh, take something into a game that they'd practice all week execute yeah. it execute the play that they'd learnt during the week so for me it's more enjoyable to to coach younger kids and see them develop yeah but with first graders being in those sheds there's a lot of a lot of head cases in first grade yeah a lot of fit um, a lot of insecurities and um, it's hard to get 25 men to be on the same page throughout 26 rounds of footy. Would you have enjoyed coaching Will, do you reckon? Oh, torch. I would have sacked yes. him. I would have sacked him straight away. Unsackable. He <laughs> <laughs> proved that. Speaking yes. of coaches uh, and speaking of super coaches, we've got – I didn't mind this actually because you've got two coaches that are out there trying to protect their players. So Wayne Bennett, yeah. he is the best of all time. Why would you even have a crack at, the at old manipulating dog, the, old dog. the media? He just is the best at it. He comes out, he turns the story either about himself or about something else. He takes all the pressure off or he'll turn the blowtorch on what the other coach is doing. Ivan Cleary has been a successful coach. There's no question. But he hasn't won one yet. Last year he made the final. This year they bombed one. They, they definitely, you know, the game against South... They've now got to go and beat the Melbourne Storm to get even to the grand final. If they beat them, I think whoever wins that wins the grand final, but they've got to beat over the Storm. So 
They ruined everyone's grand final. They ruined the punters that had the Quinella, I'll tell you. But Fuck. with this whole coaches thing, do you reckon – I like it. Do you like the fact that there's two coaches at the top of their game going at each other about specifics of I games? love it, especially what it's about, just blocking. I was one of those blokes who had to do that. And I know where Wayne's coming from and I know what, and I know where Cleary's coming from. We've got these big, you know, big dudes just standing around and you just try and – Try and get the markers off a little bit off the trails because they they're gunning for this the pressure the the kick pressure right now is at the forefront of all middles and people are at market. You have a big job when we when we were playing it wasn't it wasn't that big a bigger job you know you put kick pressure on there yeah whatever but it's so important with this kick with the kicks right now and you know Wayne's playing playing his part. Like, he can manipulate the media and refs so much better than anyone else without, without even doing it. He says some little subtleties and stuff like But, like, Cleary went the wrong way. I think apparently Cleary was, like, he was having – was it, is it allegedly no. or did he have, like he, – he used to be with the referees. Don't tell me you don't have a connection with these guys. Yeah, mm. Fucking Wayne, bullshit. Wayne, Wayne schooled him. He has – Cleary took a knife to a gunfight and he got taken to school. So oh. Wayne has every right to question a ruling or a rule within a game. And the, so um, they were basically questioning their kick pressure. So they were blocking all their markers or, or A defenders for putting pressure on Cleary. A big game plan you need to play against Penrith is to be able to put pressure on Cleary. And if they're being obstructed, you're going to ask the question. You want referees to think about what's happening. Um, it, it, I think it's played out well in the meet. I, I loved it. It's a little yeah, bit. It's, yeah. a, it's a little bit picky, but isn't it? It's very picky. But that's how the game is right now. You're breaking this game right down. When you're like, this is this is costing us yards in a kick and our kick chase because we can't get to the kicker and you're obstructing our way. Like I, we, myself, Ogre, and all the big boys used to stand around the ruck and just try and just a little bit of a shoulder, and you could do that to try and run them off their path. Mm. There was nothing said because it wasn't that big a deal where it could affect the game. Yeah. Now it must be obviously kick affected is, the game. Kicking is key. You put Cleary under pressure. You put Reynolds under pressure. It goes from a 40, 40 50 meter kick, four, five second hang time to like a two, sec, two second hang time. The team can't get down there. Off. So people need to understand that when they're doing these cage kicks, they're looking for a three to four second hang time. So I understand these young, these, these middles can get down there about, get about 40 meters in about three or four seconds. So that whole line's there. They don't want that two sec that two second air time because it hits the deck and then they get the ball and then they get the, they get the charge back at you. So that's what you're trying to that's what you're trying to get on the front foot with this little kick tennis game that people just think is probably boring as shit. But it's not. That's the arm wrestle that, that teams get in. And you need to get that four second hang time with those kicks to get your chases down there. And you're just trying to put him off to get him off a little bit. And it fucking means a lot. In the whole scheme of things. So people need to understand that at home. This is what they're talking about. It's just fucking blocking. Who cares? Middles care, kick pressures care, and the coaches obviously care. I love with Wayne Bennett as well. He did the same thing up in Brisbane when there was that whole thing about, you know, will they sack him, will he walk, you know, and he was going, I'm not going to walk. You're going to have to sack me. Mm. And they they 100%, like, he was just controlling, making Brisbane look bad for having to sack him. He did the same thing here. He's like, I didn't do anything. I just said to the referees, if you, he's the one mouthing off in public. He always has a way, Wayne Bennett, of just making the other person in the argument look like they're the petty human. Yeah, petty is the word. Looks petty. petty And he's the one. And he's the one starting it. I love it. Don Petty. That's why he's the best. Uh, Well, he coached at Brisbane, Wayne, until they they cruelly treated Wayne Bennett. It was awful to watch that. Yeah, I know. Horrible. And the Broncos uh, 
Do you know what? This is actually quite good. So Mad Monday, yeah, we've, we've mad. been we've been pretty much Mad Monday free stories of, of horrific things going on so far, apart from Lachlan Lewis stealing speakers. But <laughs> that was before Mad Monday. That was a it's part Tuesday. Of the year. That, that was, was, year. That was a Tuesday I, round 24. That's the good. The only thing I miss about rugby league is Mad Monday. <laughs> <laughs> stealing speakers. Stealing speakers. See, this, this, these two minds could talk right now, the Mad Mondays <laughs> that we've been at. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Well, oh, glad so they're in there. Flegler and Jordan Ricky, uh, they've had a little bit of an oopsie at Mad Monday, and it's a nothing. Yeah, they've just had a bit of a wrestle, and one of them got a bit bloody, and then they're still mates. They still love each other. Happens. It's t- they're trying to turn everything into a story, a drama. Yeah, this is not a drama. I'm not mad at this man. How I mean, does this two, get out? two young kids. Like, imagine being, as I said, I said it a couple of weeks ago, dealing with the fucking every single day. I'm not sure. Did Brisbane have to go to a bubble and hang out like everyone yeah. all the Sydney team? So you're with each other 24 seven nonstop. Just say the last two years, man. Someone's got to piss you off, especially Fords. These young kids, testosterone flying around, egos. You think yeah. you're, you know, these young bull, all this kind of stuff. Fucking gets bound to happen. It is bound. I'll be very surprised if shit doesn't happen. More shit happens. If it wasn't the climate that we live in, things would be going mental. These kids are done good to get even fucking through Mad Monday. They probably weren't the only two that no, had a fight last get, week. Who yeah, gives a know? shit? They had a, who cares? Have a bit of a wrestle. We're fucking wrestling. God, I've seen blokes try to fucking flog coaches on Mad Monday. <laughs> Ask Jason Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Straight down. That's a That's good nothing. point. Nothing. How how would this get out? I mean, unless they did it in a public place, then yeah, it could get out. But it sounds like to me that nothing like someone a good within wrestle. the circle has leaked it. I mean, yeah. I didn't see any. They could. I could be wrong. The Daily Mail could be reporting it up there. Yeah, they usually spot about, on the Daily Mail too. Yeah. Everything Bang they say. Eyes. Bang Everything on. Say. No fucking sensationalism but, in that shit. Um, well, let's just quickly touch on your old club, the the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Mm. And all of a sudden, if a bloke farts at training, he's out. You're done. You're gone. You, you're earning X amount and it's a little bit too much for what you are. And so you, you, can, you can go now. So they've got rid of Lachlan Lewis and Adam Elliott. Mm. Is this part of some big grand plan to free up salary cap space to start signing a few other players? Oh, it's, it's a mixture of everything. I mean, they've had it. How many years now they've had port, about three underperforming? Underperforming. They haven't really had the cattle, but Gus comes in with a with a vision, and he knows what he wants. I mean, he, he's trying to build a culture, and Gus was there and went the seventies, eighties, eighties, seventies, eighties, fifties. Yeah, started beasting. So he knows what he wants. It's a shame, you know. Like Adam Elliott, he's had a few chances. Lockie Lewis, that's his one stuff up. Who knows? If he's off. He's off contract joke. anyway. So. They saved I'm pretty six sure. weeks of they yeah, they just, having a But like Adam Elliott, you can see Adam Elliott, he's he's got a, a mill owing on the cap. Mm. You know what? Is you know, you got and this is what happens when you're playing in a in a side that's underachieving, your best player gets p- overpaid, but he's not really is he a starter in other clubs? Would he start in Melbourne? Would no. he start in Penrith? Would he start at Parramatta? No, but he's on, you know, I'm not hating on for getting his coin. Good on him. Get the bag, do whatever you do whatever you can do. But then something like this, you start buying other players and everyone and you start looking, hey, you know, you might start next year. You know, I mean? you, they could put Jack Everington back at back row by the way he played in that last game. Mm. You got um well, uh, be a Pang Eye Jr., you got Josh Jackson, you got Fatala Marino, mm. you got um Luke Thompson, you've got you got then you start talking, you're like, you know what? If I could get if I'm a, if I'm a smart man, it is a business. Don't get me wrong, I'm not sure he deserved to get sacked, but he's been fucking up for the last 18 months. Yeah. And he's gone, you know what, I'm done with you. I'm starting a whole clean slate, and that's a bad apple right there. 
He's putting he's putting the squad on notice basically, and you, you go off what Melbourne. That's what I'm saying. Did. Sorry, because I was just saying like he's been there probably form play for the last two years, yeah. and now he's done. Mm. So what's that send to the rest of the group? Just like don't fuck with me. Just like Canterbury had back in the day, but more so Melbourne Storm these days is there's, there's a no dickhead policy. Simple mm. as that. No yeah. matter how good you are, if you're going to fuck up, you're out the door. I think it's interesting too. Like if if you're in a, if you're in a rugby league squad, and the players that they start signing. Are in and around your position, you you're gotta done. Be, you got to be somewhat smarter or, about, or you got to have a an origin year. You know yeah. what I mean? You need to be like you need to play the gangster year, like Josh Jackson. Yeah, he's under the pump. That dude just turns up, turns every up night. every single game and just bleeds for that. He epitomizes what a bulldog player should be, and that's why they keep him around. And if Canterbury, if Canterbury were winning, he'd play Origin again. Well, that's what happened. I think what 2014, 13, 14, He was in the Origin team. Yeah, it was he just, was. it was just like he's, you know, what do you get? You, you take Frizzell over him, or you take Boyd Cordner. You know, he's one of those players who starts, you can't come off the bench, and he was just in some good, um, some good quality players around in and around that time. They're all in their peak, but you know, he got he got the Brad Fittler medal. Mm. Like he's the best Origin player. You know what yeah. I mean? So he can play that kid. Well, Canterbury have gone out and started signing a lot of forwards, and I think it's Brandon fairly Smith, man. Come on, Brandon Smith, make a decision. It's cheese. fairly make safe. a decision, cheese. It's fairly safe to say that Canterbury are going to be full of big boys. Ooh. Willie's big boy. <laughs> yeah, Zeke back. <laughs> All right, uh, the big boys were going off on the weekend. Um, some some actu- some ridiculous performances. Uh, Thomas Burgess. I'm not even going to mm. – you know, I put all my numbers in weird order. I couldn't order. cope with that today. Anyway, so the three players, Thomas Burgess, Mo Fodawaker, and Junior Paulo were my best big boys. Junior Paulo played 70 minutes in the middle. Anybody who's over 120 kilos – and plays in the and plays in the middle, and you get over sixty minutes. You've done a ridiculous job. And playing against Newcastle, Newcastle played an up tempo game. Big boys, Saifidi brothers. You got Frizzell. You've got um, Clamour. All these guys, and he knocks out. He he played the first forty minutes. It was just, it was a quick paced game, and he just absolutely monster. Mo Fodawaker against the Roosters. Even though I picked him in a lo- he, they lost. Even though they should have won, passed the fucking ball. Um, <laughs> Fodawaker play like a beast. 70 minutes again in the middle. Mm-hmm. Prop, like great, great young kid, man. I'm glad that he's got his props this year. He's playing Origin and everything. Like Thomas Burgess, over 200 metres. 200 metres in 40 minutes. You know what I mean? Against Penrith, who are the, one of the benchmarks. I, I rate their pack up there. I think they miss, I miss Leota a fair bit in the middle there. Um, so my one point goes to Fodawaker. Only because he's in a losing side. Two points to Junior Paulo. But three points, man. Big Thomas Burgess. Burgess. I mean, and, and another thing, Junior Paulo made nearly 40, over 40 tackles, 90, 90% efficiency. And same as Mo Fodawake and Tom Burgess, I think, made, you didn't have to make that many tackles, maybe about 22. You know, but their efficiency is unreal. They found, they, they found their front all the time. But their outstanding performance, especially Tom, he was unstoppable. He was unstoppable. He was unstoppable. He played off the bench. He played over 200 metres, like in about, I think, maybe 17 touches. No drops, no penalties. That's the main thing. Wayne Bennett would be a, a, like over the moon with that. Not his numbers. No one cares about his his hit ups, his tackles, his work, and that. It's the fundamentals, the catch, the, the drop ball in a crucial time or penalty and stuff like that. No mistakes. Outstanding performance. 
I was watching Junior Paulo on the weekend. I don't reckon I have ever seen a bloke with a bigger barrel chest in <laughs> with, my life. That's, he's got a big sternum pad on as well. I just cannot believe the size of that bloke. He's, he blocks the sun out. I, I don't <laughs> understand how a chest can be that size both this way and that way. But have it's, a look. How, he, how the hell does he get around the field? Yeah. I so mean, like, and I'm not talking, he doesn't come off the field. He comes off like because he's not because he's absolutely buggered. Oh, you played with him at, at, mm. at Parrot. What's your rap on him? He was very young. You know, he was he was just coming through the ranks. But was he struggling with he, minutes back then? Yeah, maybe. I think so. Like he was only young, coming off the yeah, bench. Yeah. But to see him develop into the player he is now, like the, the New South Wales prop and just being an enforcer in the game, in the top three props in the game, it's outstanding. Oh, uh, yes. And I think big um, honourable mentions to big uh, big Reg Campbell Gillard played uh, started. He had been out for about five weeks with a calf injury or hamstring injury. Fuck, he leveled a heap of blokes, man. He set the mm. standard out there. And the reason why Junior Paulo is in there, like uh, probably ahead of him, is because he played those minutes. Yeah. But what he did with the ball and without the ball, big reg, man. That's why they're a smoky. Well, Payne Haas is still on top uh, with 21 votes for the big boys. And just a reminder also that uh, this is brought to you by Young Henrys, who are our Wonderful, wonderful provider of delicious beers and gin. We also uh, Bondi Tony's, which is yeah. terrific, terrific food. They're going to be providing. Well, I keep saying this every week, but basically, maybe Junior Paulo's chest resembles a big young Henry's barrel. <laughs> big cat. He's got a he's, he's got a young Henry's barrel a, underneath his power jersey on each side. <laughs> Um, so if he wins, he will be provided with a big pile of young hammies. He's actually the only bloke now. He can get it. That can get it. Yeah. So Junior out there, I know this is you don't need extra motivation. This is his favourite show too. He'll be if, listening. If hey, you hey Junes, like, what's going on, bro? What's up, Bulls? Yeah. <laughs> if you would like to win this, Junior, then you just need to keep doing what you're doing because you've uh, you're only three points behind. Yeah. This could be your last game, though, so you better fire up. What happens if it's a draw? It's my decision. <laughs> 26 slabs each. All right. That's all right. And uh, in excellent news for the viewers, or the viewers, not viewers, really, listeners, you can watch us on Facebook. We're on Facebook and YouTube. But if you type in to – if you go to the Young Henry's website and if you type in the slash take slash 20 – I'm going to hold that up anyway. The dash, dash, is it? What's the difference between a dash and a slash? Heaps. Right, all right. So, well, it's dash. So, the take, the dash take, dash 20, you get 20% off Young Henry's. It's on the screen. There we go. We're going to put it out all over the socials. Basically, you will get 20% off Young Henry's. This is a massive, massive... <laughs> it should be go. a sales rep, man. It be should awesome. be. Honestly, can't say we don't look after our fans. You get uh, you get cheap piss. Unreal. And it's good drink Amazing. too. So get involved. Get on the Young Henry's website. Do yourself a favour. Hi, Tiana from the Green Room Podcast here. Join me with an exclusive backstage pass featuring in-depth conversations and a bunch of personal and crazy stories from around the world with some of the biggest names in music, film, comedy and everything in between. These definitely aren't your average interviews. Come join me in the green room. Presented by the Handshake Agency, 
check it out at thepodcast.com.au. All right. Join her in the green room. Bettingsite.com.au is wonderful. It provides <laughs> it provides us with the ability every week. Well, we lose every week, but it provides us with the ability to raise some money for junior local clubs. We well, we were donut again last week, mm. but uh, Harry, welcome. G'day, guys. Good to be back. It is good to see I'm you. I'm allowed back. Yeah, it's good to see you. And um, at one stage, I was quite fond of Penrith. I must say, I liked Penrith. I liked last year. I hated them. This year, I like them. I hate them again now because they lost. They ruined they cost my you money. They cost us. They didn't cost me money. They cost junior footballers money, and that's a that's worse. Worse. Way Are worse. you going to inbox them on Instagram telling them about this? Or? I already did. Every single player. Oh, did you? Every single player from 1 to 17 got an a Instagram. Glad you slagged them off. Nasty fantastic. DM. Uh, how's your week been, mate? Good? Look, it's been flat out, I've got to be honest with you. We're starting to get back to work and things like that, so Sydney's opening back up again very slowly. Let's hope so. It's, uh, it's dreadful. So I'm going to go in... Honestly, if this doesn't get up, I'm give up. But I have taken the Sea Eagles to cover the line with Sam Verrills out surely. The Panthers, they owe me, so I'm going to take them. And I'm taking the overs in the Sea Eagles Roosters game because I think defense will be something that's on the end of the post in this game. <laughs> Such a deal. Very good. Very good. Look, you are getting, look, it's pretty short, Ian, but. $6.40 with Ladbrokes. Not a bad price. I mean, the only problem with Manly is their their last half of the season was very soft in the schedule. So they came in against Melbourne last week, looked very flat. Who knows if they'll be able to kick up another gear. Um, the bookies certainly think that's going to be the case. So um, six over 46 and a half. Um, look, the Roosters... They gave up some really, really soft tries last week, so maybe you're onto something there. And, look, I'm not so sure about your Panthers leg, but $6.40, look, the bookies know, the bookies know okay? That's, you're in. You're in with a shot. I'm just telling you that. That, is, that is genuinely the least enthusiastic I've ever heard <laughs> anyone ever. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not in love with this bet. I'm just not in love with it. I've got to be honest, I'm just not loving it. Well, Your bet sucks. That's where he's uh, going Willie's bet. Your bet sucks. Uh, Eagles, I'll take the Eagles at the line and Sea Eagles and the Roosters. Total score over 46 and a half. And then I'll take the Eels at 12 and a half start. It's the same as me. If he, if he says your bet's good, that's a, it's two of the same. And Eels versus Panthers over 40 and a half. You know, I struggle to read these things out. Awful. <laughs> Did I put you off? Is that all right? Did that's I, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited we picked I the know. same thing. Yeah, that's it. What do you but think? I, Give the, me some enthusiasm. The, 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 <laughs> the second me. leg of this bet's pretty good. I think the Eels, like the 12 and a half start, that's a pretty long, that's a pretty long start for them. Um, I don't think Penrith are going to win as comfortably as what everyone is making out that they will. Uh, and I've only just seen that Forty and a half points is a very low over underline, but 
that that might just sneak over, but how that ground holds up in Mackay, like a regional ground. Slippery ball to too, slippery ball up there. Yep. Sucks. People don't yeah, understand might, that. And when you get up hard. there, it sucks. But Night game and slippery ball up in Mackay. It's, it's terrible. Not, but it's not a forty-six. It's not a forty-six point line. It's only forty, so it might just sneak over late. Yeah, sweet. But yeah, that, that's a low line. So yeah, I would have gone overs on that too, are but you, only just. Are you are you all right with being a father, Harry? You're very negative today. You're not sleeping well. What's going oh, on? Horribly negative, need- but <laughs> lad, bro, look. Mark Wahlberg has tipped in again, twelve dollars and sixty cents at Ladbrokes for Willie's. Bet that is actually there, good. So. That's pretty good. That's a good yeah. price. Yeah, I've yeah, we'll, we'll the guy. We'll be hoping that it gets it's ridiculous. Up. The um, the producers given up on AFL. Um, there's no games this weekend. Very hard to bet on games that aren't on. So that's <laughs> it's a low sport. I don't watch it. Uh, you used to be good at the horses. You were. I don't know what happened there. Obviously, there's a bloke that used to get tips off who's no longer giving you <laughs> yeah. tips. But anyway, he's gone. Uh, he, he's gone the Roosters with the start into Daniel Tupo any time try scorer, and he's gone Eels and Blake Ferguson any time. Is that a same game multi into? To, ah, see, Ren started a new trend here. Mm. I like it, Ren. Look, the only one I know to do same game multi. Look, Renny has started a trend. But I actually love this for twenty one dollars and twenty five cents at sports bet. I think the Roosters absolutely cover the line. I think if Manly are winning, Manly aren't winning comfortably. And look, Daniel Tupo, look, hundred plus tries in the NRL. Blake Ferguson, same situation with the Eels. Got a couple last week. Love it. More than twenty dollars for that. That you cannot get much better than that. Do you know what I wish now? I wish I hadn't bagged you for being negative, and then you felt like you've had to be positive. You've been positive about this pricks bet. <laughs> get that positivity going for Rennie's bet, please, because I love Ren, and he's good at this. No, I'm oh. genuine. I am genuinely all over this though. All what do you over. got? What what do you got? got I've got the. I've got Panthers Look. to win with uh, Para's right edge making huge mistakes. Defensively, for Brian Tottle to score two tries at any time. And I've got the Eagles to win with Ruben Garrick and Tom Turbo to score any time. No, I like it. You like yep. that, Will? You like that one? I like uh, last week's Rennie's game. 100% bang on about um, Brian Tottle. Uh, like, the Knights were able to get a hat-trick down that left. Parramatta have some problems there. There you go. And in manly games, you've got to – there's – it's either Ruben Garrick, Tom Tabrovich, or Jason Saab. Two of the three score every week, it feels like. So get $10.13 from Sportsbet for that. You can't be too unhappy, I reckon. That's a pretty good bet. Do you know what? We've we've actually got $4,300 in the kitty, which is good. And the, and the, the, the thing is, are starting to come in now. And, and, you know, we really do appreciate all of the. Um, all of the entries, it's it's great to watch it. We love watching them. But, Harry, you've been negative about everyone. Well, me and Will, mostly. Uh, tell me about your bet so that I can then tell you it's the worst shit bet I've ever seen ever. Off to, over to you, Harold. Oh, Ian. Au contraire, my friend. I know that you are a Roosters man. I have them winning by 1 to 12 points. Yeah, I don't mind it. Jason Saab also scoring in that game. And then whack it in with the Panthers at the minus seven and a half line is giving me $14.34 at sports bet. 
That's a good price. And I always know when you're negative about one of our bets that it's because you've bet the opposite. So you just, look, you just talk with your back look, pocket. The, rooster, the Roosters league is paying $5 on its own and they are just battle-hardened. It's almost like it doesn't matter who puts the jersey on at this point. Manly, soft run into the finals. They are a prime contender to go out in straight sets. So I don't know. It's a bit of it's a bit of a gamble, no pun intended. But yeah, I I think I think the Roosters win that game. Well, gambling is done best when it's done right on bettingsite.com.au. Harry, thanks again, mate. We'll see you next week. We're going to be so rich next week. <laughs> so win. rich. We're winning, and we're going to be super positive for preliminary finals. Yeah, get some sleep and uh, <laughs> try and be a bit more positive. But my bet, please. We'll speak to you next week. All good. See you guys later. See you, mate. Cheers, mate. William? Um, yes, gamble responsibly, people. <laughs> You're not even going to try that. You didn't even try then. Well, they don't listen anyway. They do. You know? Just gamble responsibly. That would <laughs> be bit, so silly. A bit more effort. <laughs> All right, so... There are only two games. I tell you what, with only two games, I really am struggling to work out what to do on a weekend when I'm locked in my house. It's all right when you can watch eight games of rugby league and Ukrainian soccer and (laughs) (laughs) the union tests are on. But Review last week. All right. I'm happy to review last week. I'm happy to review last week. So there were... He was almost angry at me then, wasn't he, the producer? He was, he's filthy. Filthy. <laughs> no, he didn't sleep either. What's wrong with these people? <laughs> just want a bit of positivity on a Wednesday night. Uh, all right, well, here we go. We'll review this game. So, Storm pumped Manly. End of review. <laughs> William, anything you'd like to say? Are we going to properly game? review it? Yeah, well, we will. I think. Do you know well, what I'm going to do? We spoke about last week. He, he actually did give me things that you two said about the games. There it is. I'll put it over here. There's so much paper on this desk. So Rennie said that the Storm to win, they needed to manage Turbo. They needed – Munster was too good and they would have too much experience and class. William, yeah. what you said was cut down the people that, cut, that get the ball to Turbo – and put pressure on and force early passes. So I would say that is two of the most genius summations mm. of what actually happened of all time. It wasn't that hard to manage Turbo. Like, I mean, that's what they needed to do. <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. But Munster comes back with uh, an infection in his knee. And I said that, he, you know, given you know last year's Origin Series when he went on a three-day bender after the grand final and won, won an Origin Series, he just thrives under the, under the lights. He's one of those players that just can stand up on those big occasions he controlled the game. He, he led with his with his running game, his kicking game. He's just he was just for me. He's like the closest thing to Wally Lewis we're going to get in the in the next sort of twenty years. I just he's that dominance in the game. You probably didn't see. You don't see as much as an average fan. You think you know he's not doing that much, but the way he he'll touch the ball three times a set. He controls the ruck. He knows where to be. He always passes on to his strike players like Pappenhausen. I just thought he was a difference. Um. Brand, quick question. We were talking about this before. Well, like, how, how did they nullify Turbo and why? We spoke about Melbourne's defence. And if you listen to the uh, how we broke it down last week, how they, if Manly had a went 
have a long shift and then sort of got somewhere near the middle of the field. They would have got a six-four split. What they'll do, and I think if you see, if you watch the game, they were getting, they were getting a lot of like, Tom being on the long side and the ball sort of staying on the right side. So Melbourne was giving different looks. So they were putting seven on the long side. So therefore, three players were on the short side, three defenders. That's what made Cherry go down there all the time. So it seemed like they were stuck on that right side all the time or whatever that short side was because they're putting seven there. They don't understand how good Melbourne worked from marker. So if you've got two markers, you've got three on, you've got three on the short side within just, say, 30 or 40 metres. That's easily doable in a good defensive system because all you do is your, fir- is your first marker sits back, your second one sits right back into the line. So the A on the, other, on the short side comes up, there's four. The, the first marker will see if they go right, and then he'll, he'll faint to go right, and then he'll sit back in the line. Next minute, there's five. Then it's five on five. So they showed that look a lot of times, and Cherry took it most of the time, trying to take those cheap meters down the sideline. But they will given those looks on purpose because of Manly is so structured, and they stick to structure. Ren knows that because Des is like that all the time. And they, they showed different looks and they just kept taking it. And then they end up getting stuck on that on a real short side or pretty much a sideline and they couldn't get back to turbo. Do you know what I mean? Like, so they did that so many times. It was a fucking set of six. It was about two or three sets. It was just like, what are you doing? Turbo didn't touch the ball because they kept going down there, kept giving them better, different looks. There'd be two there, but their markers work so good and their defensive systems are all intact. Everybody does their job and they just nullify it. They did. They just they because they, they they wanted Cherry to try and make him win the game. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't actually see if Melbourne were loading numbers, or, but it does make. But sense. it's a late switch. Two, it's a late switch. What they do, they put they put that six four, and then that one will go there, and then Cherry sees it. Bang! He went. He bit it about three or four times. Mm. It's terrible. Yeah. There was two sets in particular where Turbo didn't touch the ball at all, and I was questioning why that happened. And I heard Cooper talk about it. Say. You know, to, to nullify a turbo, maybe they put an extra defender on the long side. It's, it, to me, when turbo doesn't touch the ball, and I know how Des coaches, he counts numbers. You take the overlap every time. So to me, it seemed like that's what was happening. Melbourne were loading up the big side. Cherry counting numbers, saw a four on three, took it, but they scrambled so well from from uh, marker that they shut it down. And, and Turbo I think, doesn't touch the and ball. And I think yeah. they they wanted they wanted Manly to play that because that nine hardly ever plays because the young kid was out Croker, so he doesn't know how to come come out engage markers so that you go down a short side properly. If your markers work so good in any game, you can nullify any short side play. You know that, Ren. Yeah. If they work out and they work and they know what they're doing and the 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 short side know when they can sit back or push up, all these things where Melbourne are clinical at they'll give you those looks to try and fucking make you do it the, the, the little hooker would have saw, saw the numbers as well and just went alright there's numbers here there's fucking no numbers there they will shut that shit down they'll give you those looks and they'll just pump you all the time they'll leave you over that side of thing next minute you're on a shit kick and they just fuck you up like that it's awful well, clinical is not the way I would describe uh, the final play of the Roosters Titans game Uh that was probably the exact opposite of clinical. I, I feel for Pat Herbert in, like his whole season now is he's come down to to that one poor decision, and you know he he's been good for them this year. Yeah, he had an outstanding you know, game too. I mean, he had a great yeah, game, but Powerful. unfortunately, all he literally had to do was just give early ball to Fafita and he scores. Like under tens, pass it to the big yeah, kid. Pass the big kid. That's going to just yeah. throw people around. I just I couldn't understand it, mate. That's this hero. You try to get play hero ball, mate. You saw the line. You wanted to be the hero. Mm. You wanted to do it. It's a selfish play. 
What do you reckon? I'm not talking to him all mad Monday. If that was happening in one of my centres like that, in that situation, I'm not talking to him until next year. Well, people did blow up a little bit I'm about, fucking not doing it, mate. About Corey Thompson. Corey Thompson obviously reacted because Corey Thompson's standing there unmarked. He's literally he's, – he's four out and there's no one on him and he's going, pass, pass. it. Pass him. So he's blowing up. People have said, oh, he shouldn't have blown up at him. Of course he should blow up. He's angry. He's, he's, he's emotional. That's, he's a, emotional. that's the next step yeah. in the semifinals into the next round. Well, that's why I text Willie during the game and Ikevalu, about 10 minutes before that, coming off his line, drops yeah. the ball cold. Big Jared Wallace. Jared Wallace crashes over for a try. They yeah. get back into the game. It's close. I'm thinking, imagine being Victor Raley or those middle forwards. You've just done a whole preseason. You've played 26 rounds. You're playing in a semi-final to stay alive and your winger comes in and drops the cold like that. Yeah. And then just dawdles back to the and wing just and just fucking, hey, guys, <laughs> you got be... that set for me, boys? You got that set? Oh. Like, for, mate, D- David Fafita is set. He's, it, they signed him for moments like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Herbert has had a great year. I'm not, I'm not bagging him as a person or anything like that, but this is not the right play. One play. It's not yeah. the right play, mate. This is not the right play for you to do that and have this selfishness of, like, I want to be the hero. Because you wouldn't have, you would have passed it if you didn't have that mindset. You pass the ball to David Fafita. If he wants to pass it, fair enough. You sign that big dude there to play plays like that and to put it. He's scored 17 tries, that kid. Mm. He's the most destructive young ball runner in the game. Not only what the game has seen. No one's stopping that kid. I don't care if you're the best. You had Jake Trebojevic or Victor Radley on him. You wouldn't have stopped him. You're not stopping him like that. There's no way. That big bull is that strong near the line. He's just going to shrug people off, put the ball down, throw it up, go on to the next round. Yeah. That's what the – that's – I looked at it, I thought, they're going to win. Not because I backed them, because I like the Titans. And, you know, the Roosters have had their – they've had the Roosters are the Roosters. They're going to be back there next year. They've been depleted all year. It would have been great for the Titans. Yeah. And the game, Queensland. Yeah. I yeah. fucking think bigger than that shit. Roosters gave them a lot of opportunities to win. But yeah. just, Titans just kept inviting them back into the game, inviting yeah. them back into the game. They were running on fumes. They yeah. were completely gone. Yeah. Yeah. But they held on and held on and held on because they're such a great club. We're talking about Victor Radley before. He comes shooting out of the line, gets absolutely buckled. He's a machine. And then they have a dropout. Five minutes later, he's setting up a try. Yeah. He nearly gets taken off for a HIA, and then he's setting up a try. I thought he's yeah. going to die. Couldn't I mean, breathe. That, that, Couldn't breathe for two minutes. For me, the Roosters, I mean, they, they had plenty of opportunities to lose that game. That, if they were holding on for, for most of the second half. And that's their just, culture. That's their culture and the coach and the players – that they have there. That's what got them over. When they got and in, a mistake yeah. from Herbert. Well, they, they went into the sheds saying, how did we get away with that? All right, we're still going. Especially like, having, like, if you had nobody out there, if you had, like, Chuck Heron or someone as a wing, <laughs> yeah, I would not passing that ball either. But no, I got David Fafita. I'm passing him the ball. As soon as I get the ball, I'm looking for him because you know that he was there. David Fafita's going, oh, give me the ball. I'm going to fucking win this shit. This is, this is why you bought me. This is why you bought me. He's in the This is why you bought me. Yeah. For the moments like this, oh fuck! It does my head in thinking about what I would have done to him. I feel sorry for that kid. It was good for my mouldy though. The Roosters wouldn't. Ren, you're you're now uh, firmly part of the Rabbitoh setup, um, <laughs> and so and being obviously a local junior, uh, although Clavelli technically is a Rooster. Clavelli team. Eagles, yeah, yeah, Clavelli Eagles, but. You've said that it comes down to Reynolds. They need to disrupt the momentum of the Panthers and make sure they don't build momentum. You got to pick the Rabbitohs last week, and you actually did pick the Rabbitohs, and you were 100% right. Well, look, I didn't really give South a chance in this game. I mean, I've watched closely. So I went to the prelim game last year with South and Penrith. I watched the game that was maybe in Mudgee, and then the game that was a few weeks ago. And the, and the the common trend between South and Penrith is that South were never able to match Penrith's intensity. 
Penrith get into a they just they will just get numbers in the tackle. They run hard through the middle. Cleary puts it on a dime. They kick chase. They just build pressure, build relentless. pressure. They're just relentless. They're coming at you. For me, in that game, the most probably the the, the best thing that South did and was a genius move from from Wayne was how he rotated his bench. Mm. So 30 minutes in, he brought Benji on. He took off Ken Murray and yeah. took off Jaden Sewell and brought on Benji. And I can't remember, it might have been host or something like that. So they, that's where they've struggled, the back end of halves, South. He's brought Benji on in the middle and he's brought host on and they matched the intensity. South didn't drop. Benji took a few runs. He had good line spe- uh, good uh, leg speed, speed. And you know he was just taking sort of good hit-ups, making the defensive line sort of second-guess themselves. But he just put them under pressure and then... Ten minutes after half time, Benji came off, and I think that's when he put Sora and, and Cameron Murray back into the game. But Jai Arrow, Thomas Burgess, they all were these the guys, ones. They, they were ma- the ones. They matched the in- intensity of Penrith. And when it got to the last ten minutes of the game, and, and Penrith needed to play, they they had no energy. Mm. I, th- I think a big mistake with what Penrith did. I'm not sure if Leota was injured in the in the warm up or something like that. Because but then they started. So my in they they put they started Kiko on the bench. They start Liam Martin. At back row, but they start Eisenhoof at at prop. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm putting Liam Martin to prop and starting to kick out to start the game. Like he's a like you, you start got your to, best. You've got to start your yeah. best players and rely on your bench and to rely match on that your bench intensity. And you've got to do yeah. that. Eisenhoof comes from 18th man. You know what I mean? To start a, a fucking preliminary, not a preliminary, a semi final. Mm. Like you just don't do that. Mm. Like Eisenhoof hasn't got the leg speed. I mean, I think he's he's a good player, but he couldn't match that intensity at the start. Have a look at his stats. They're just like maybe 40 meters or something like that. It's awful. Mm. In a, in a game like that where you need to come out of the blocks and South, they once they they start real good, but once they got a sniff of it and they're like hey, they're not they they're not that good. And I haven't seen I haven't seen Penrith rattled like that since the grand final. Mm. Same people sort of and looking a little bit games. lost. Luai looking a little bit lost. Didn't take a fucking hit up in the first half. He didn't make any meters in the first. Cleary half. Mm. looked a little bit lost. You know what I mean? Like I'm like I, see, I saw I saw those eyes before grand final. Looked rattled. So I'm not, I don't have confidence yeah. in anymore. I, I didn't think Penrith overall played that bad. They did. South were awesome. South were amazing. You know, Jai Arrow's played. That was the best game he's played in his house jersey. Cameron Murray does what he needs to do. Jaden Sewers. Beast. He's a beast. He's putting on shots. He's running hard. He missed one tackle on Viliami. Yeah, but who doesn't? In dying moments. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Jacob Host was outstanding. Thomas Burgess was great. So they had to have that kind of game. Even Reynolds. What are, like his kicking game about 10 minutes to go. He, he puts a kick through. Recognises the fullback's. Quite shallow. They get a repeat set. That's huge for your team. When you're halfback, your general is able to get you a repeat set with 10 minutes to go. Can they win blowing it? out your ass. Can they win it without Latrell? I think they can. I, th- I honestly yeah, think I'm, they I'm can. Not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with that. Because kid, what I saw from that young kid, he, but he, he gives you different shows yeah. than what Latrell does. You, you can game plan for Latrell a little bit, see what he, when he comes off those edges and everything like that. But he's not like Tom Trevojevic. He's not taking those hit-ups off, one off the ruck, trying to bust through your A defender. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you can sort of, you can game plan for Latrell. This young kid, you haven't got much tape on him. Yeah. I can't you know I mean? believe. You're not sitting there going, all right, he comes off his right foot, left foot. He can dart wherever he wants. And this is a good time for this young kid just to play football. Well, play it, footy. Yeah, it gives every other player... You know, responsibility to come with your A game because yeah, Latrell's out. Exactly. What can would, I bring? What extra can I bring to the table? Because they rely on Latrell when he goes around the back. Those Absolutely. silky, beautiful passes. You know what I mean? You're not going to get that silky, smooth passes. So Gags needs to hit holes. You, Campbell needs to hit holes more. Get more. Like Cody Walker needs to go the line more. Reynolds needs to do more. Everyone needs to do more, and that's what they did. They went up that extra ten percent because they had to. Well, the, is, uh, is Tough going to be? Yep. 
He's going to go to halfback next year. It's Taffy, no, isn't well, it? Taffy, Taffy, yeah. Taffy, yeah. Taffy, Taffy. Taffy. Um, I think Milford's coming in, isn't he? So it'll be Milford and, and Cody, and Taff will probably be around that 14 spot. Yeah, he's good. I like Great him. Great player. But I, yeah. A concerning thing for me for with Penrith is that they didn't have a plan B. So mm. that's how they beat sides. They've always had this sort of swag about them, this invincibility that they rock up to games, they play the same game every week and they come out, they just bully teams in, and into submission and get the win. In the two games that's mattered the most, when things got really, really tough and they needed that sort of big play, they've come up short. The mm. grand final. Melbourne. And, and um, South. Mm. So th- they need Luai, like you mentioned just quick, just to step up and, and be another option for their attack. He needs to carry the ball early in the game. He these needs young, to get- yeah, these young kids, they don't know anything but win. Yeah. And it's been they've been front runners their whole their whole career pretty much. Mm. They haven't really lost. They haven't been in the in the trenches and stuff. Even Luai playing Origin, they've smashed him. It was two nil. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like when he played all last year, killed it. Didn't lose hardly any games. Maybe one or two games. Lose the grand final. Plays this year. Wins. You know, like out of just say twenty games he's played, he's won eighteen. You know what mm. I mean? And like he's just sort of they haven't been in that they haven't been really down down in the trenches or an origin game when they haven't been down in the trenches. Those origin games they played this year, they fucking flogged Queensland. Mm. You know what I mean? It wasn't even a battle. The game was done after 20 minutes. Origin yeah. games are fucking dealt with played to the 79th minute or overtime and shit. You take yourself there, yeah. that's a different mindset. Test football, different mindset. But club football can take you there in the semifinals mm. and stuff. He's gonna get taken there this week again. I want to see him shine because the kid's got yeah. some talent. But I don't want to see zero metres as your 5'8 and your star football. Mm. He's got too much talent for that. You look at the top teams in the competition, you've got Melbourne, both their halves. Run. Jerome Hughes, Munster. South, Reynolds, Cody. Penrith, you've got Cleary that takes on the line. You need Jerome that plays one week he'll take on the line, the next week he won't. He needs to take on the line. And I know we've said a lot about Penrith here, but... In my opinion, I still think they can win the comp. Well, in the the last game of the of the round of the of the semis was the Eels and the Knights. And talking about running five eights, I think, or running halfbacks, Mitchell Moses ran more in that first half than I think I've seen him do all year, just about. And Pen and Parramatta looked so good on the back of that. You know, he, he scored that try where he went through the guts, and he's quick, but he never ran in the second half. So when Newcastle started coming back. And they came back. He so needs to put his – when the foot's on the throat, like great halfbacks, Joey, JT. got to keep going. You've got to keep going, mate. Yeah. He's a young kid with a shitload of talent. And the only reason why people have a crack at him is because in big games, he doesn't put the foot on the throat and just choke it. Mm. You know what I mean? You, he, he never does that. And he, and he let it off. He, the Knights nearly had that. Knights could have won that game. Definitely. You need, we need Moses this week is, the, is his biggest test. Yeah. You know what I mean? We need to see that. I mean, otherwise he's going to get hit with that same thing again. Can't step up in big games. It was only Newcastle. Mm. Newcastle have a losing record going into the eight. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's you need to take a big wig out. You know what I mean? You, t- you need to take Cleary on. You need to take, make it personal. He's got one of the best forward packs in the comp at the moment. Run behind that. It was. It was actually. It was really good to see. Other than the Manly game, which was a bit of a blow, it was really good to see three other really close games of footy after some of the you know the, the blowout yeah. scores. But I don't think there'll be any blowouts this week. Um, or this weekend. So what we did last week, obviously, was we gave each of you a team in the games. There's only the two games this week. Manly are playing the Roosters. Manly are red-hot favourites. Ren, why will Manly win this game? Well, like I just mentioned before, I think the Roosters are really – they're running on fumes. You know, they're down on troops. 
they're tired. They got taken to the 80th minute against Titans. So they're definitely going to be sore going into this game. Manly, obviously, you know, coming off a, a big loss. I think their edge defense needs to improve. What I noticed a lot, and it got picked up in some other NRL shows that that uh, that review the game, and I, I picked up on it a lot as well, is that the, the edge defenders, in particular their back rowers, were sitting in the pocket. And, you know, they weren't really getting up in the, in the face of, of, uh, of the Melbourne Storm. So, obviously... That created opportunities on the edge. So if their edge defence can get right, I think you know that'll. Tupanua and um and Crichton, huh? No, I'm talking about Manly. So that oh, Manly. Uh, so Schuster, Schuster, Schuster and the young the young kid. Mate, they was the right defend. He was just kept sitting back in the pocket. Pocket. So he gave Melbourne too many opportunities. The only young kid. Both those kids both are rookies, young. man. But, but they need to be on point. On point. So they just and they just need to apply pressure and execute. I just honestly think they've got the better team on the park. Uh, Roos is really down on energy at the moment. William, so who do I have? You obviously think well. There's two teams in a game. Well, I don't know. And um, he just had Manly, so that leaves you <laughs> oh, by he? a process of elimination. At oh. least you have got the Roosters, William. Now let's talk. I want to go back to, to Manly's um, thing because I looked at I looked at Melbourne and went, oh, I, I love Olakuatu. I love yeah. his energy. Do some penalties away. Schuster, you're not a centre. They were both off. No, but Olaquatu's runs, man, he was ballsy. He, he defensively, he defensively was, was awful, but he tried his ass off. Yes. I, I I can I can give that away. I'm like, yeah. all right, but at least at least give me like fifteen touches on that left edge. You know what I mean? Like some couple or when it gets over near your edge, from from front row, if you're left hand back row, I expect you to push me the fuck out of the way and jam one in behind him. Yeah. I want to see that shit from a young kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm I don't want to just see be these front rolls just getting bashed all game from Melbourne. You know, that's what I, what I said when they when they do do that long spread, it's up to the back rolls to get the ball back in he's, and have a definite punch. They just didn't do it, mate. He, he was he was not there. You can't do a long fucking no look pass every game. Yeah, I mean he's he's still so young. I don't he, care. He's, it's a semi final. He's, he's, he's very young. He's very young. He's a young kid, but he's a left. Role. He's in the he's in the blue ribbon back row spot, left yeah. side back row. You hit those holes. It's a beautiful position, but you got to play tough. It's a semi final football, and I hope to God that he shows up this week with his fucking proper boots on. I think he will. You know what I mean? So Roosters, um, they can possibly win the game because of what they did last week. You know, like how like they were they were against it the whole game. Not the whole game, but I mean, the Titans were there. It was ebbs and flows. They yeah. look cooked. I mean, you, got, you got me the worst team here. I think Manly should win the game, but I'm going to try and fight for the Roosters here. I still look at that forward pack and go, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's star started, but now you, look, you take Takayaho out. Yeah, it's a big and loss. Then you're going to start Isaac Lou. You've got to bring another rookie on. You know what I mean? The minutes these kids have played, the games these guys have played, Hargraves, now how long, how much can they get? Mm. You know what I mean? If they can get to the second round of the playoffs this year, that's a win. Do you know what I mean? Tupanua, Crichton, you still got a good back row there. Victor Radley. Um, you know, who plays nine? Some young kid, you know, who is a... They haven't announced it yet. They haven't really announced it, but there's a young kid. You know, do you put Victor Radley in there? You know, your halves, you're starting Sam Walker. I know Sam Walker come on, kick, you know, kick the, the winning field goal, but, you know, you got Lamb. You know, he's just real young, man. You've you know, got you still, nothing you still, to lose. you got Josh Morris. you got, I mean, you got no Manu. you got all these other kids there. They get just, they're just pure, purely playing off their pride. Yeah. And what that, that club means to them. They're going to go out. They'll, they'll go to the death in this game. It's going to be hard. I mean, I think Manly should actually win the game. And I think a pissed-off Turbo, I don't really want to play. And the amount of shit that he copped for one fucking bad game mm. was unbelievable from these fuckwits, Sydney. like journos and people coming off like, what do you think? One game. He yeah. played against a fucking Played Melbourne against Storm. one of the best yeah. teams. He probably played against – Melbourne Storm probably harder to play against than Queensland. <laughs> hardest, do you know hardest, what I mean? Yeah. Like Melbourne Storm are harder to play against because they're more organised. Yeah. 
And they, they went after him, you know, and you come after him after that. Like, they kicked to him. It wasn't like he wasn't trying. Yeah. You know, he was off a little bit. Leave the kid fighting. alone. They were fighting. Far out. I hate this shit. If, I, if I'm the Roosters as well, and I'm reading in the paper that Tom Trebojevic is a flat track bully and he only plays, I'm going, shut up. Why would you give I hope this Tom goes fucking union. Go. He'll score 10 tries this weekend against my poor old Roosters. All right, so the second game is... The Battle of the West, Oof. Penrith versus Para. There's people out in Mount Druitt now. They're just salivating over this game. They're ready to go. Mental. They're just ready <laughs> to get excited about the Panthers and the Eels. I certainly am. Are you going to go to the game? Uh, no, I'm going to let it in my house. <laughs> if there was no COVID and it was a Penrith Stadium, would you go? 100% I wouldn't. <laughs> you'd, be look, you'd, look, you'd fit the part with that redneck shirt. <laughs> Good shirt, this. Oh, I love it. It's one of your good ones. This is the final shirt. What brand is it? Dixon. It is. Balls. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice from you. All right, Randy, you can have the Panthers. Panthers, Penny Panthers. Look, um, oh, look I've, I know we um, were quite critical of them just before, but I still think they can make the grand final. And I look, you look at uh, the Cowboys in 2015, they lost the first prelim and went on to win it. We did it in 04. So everyone yeah, thinks... There's only about know, five teams, I think, that's done it outside, that, that lost the first one. Yeah, in so I think it's a bit of a kick up the ass they need, and they know it's do or die now. I think yeah. they're a fantastic team, and I honestly think that if they they don't have to change their game plan too much, I just want them to come up with a plan B, and I want Luai and, and Cleary maybe to run it a little bit. What more. would be your plan B if you're like just say what happened to you? Just say if you're part, you're Cleary and you're Luai and stuff like you're like, oh, we're getting fucking beasted here. This is pretty even. Like we need something else. This is not working. What would your plan be? I'm not be sure be? if what the plan be like to execute some sort of structured play. Yeah, I know, but, but just they need a big play from Luai or they need a big play from Cleary. Now a big play might be being under the pump, not getting much field position, taking a carry on the fourth, beating one defender, just poking your nose through, getting a quick play of the ball. Cleary kicks off the back or Luai kicks off the back. Instead of relying on your forwards, have your chief playmakers running the ball. Do an inspirational play for the rest of your your teammates to get it back on that front foot. Because once they lost momentum against South and it got, they couldn't get it back. Yeah. They were just like taking the ball off the line, taking the ball off the line. They needed that one special play, not necessarily a big cutout ball or putting another player through, but that one big play where they beat one defender, get to the ground, play the ball quickly, and everyone jumps off the back of that. That's a plan B for me. You know what sucks? Just little things like momentum switches like that. Just say when you're coming out of yardage and um, you come out of yardage, you've been, you've been defending your whole time and you get to a kick. Just say it's not a 40-20, but it finds about, you know, it's 10 metres out from the line. That's a great kick. Usually in a game, you'd be able to walk to the scrum, momentum switcher, you know what I mean? Now it's just play the ball, 10 metres, it's straight away, so you get nothing. So usually that would be a win for the attacking side, even though you've been under the pump, you find the thing. They get the ball and they just play it straight away. It's just like you get out of there. So there's no like really advantage to that great kick. Even though you've been on your line defending your ass off, you get the ball back, and then you get to that kick, they don't reward that, which mm. sucks because that's a momentum change. It doesn't have to be a 40-20. Just find touch, let your big boys walk there, get recalibrate, breathe, all that kind of shit, and you have, a, have a plan in defence. Yep. So why do the Eels win? Really? I like what I see of the Eels. I like what I see of Moses. And I like Big Reg coming back. I like their forwards. Papali'i off the bench. You know what I mean? Like um, Nathan Brown, Paulo. Like it's just it's just a really well-balanced pack. Ray Stone. Well, you actually said last week, you said all he needs to do is just smash blokes in defence. Ray Stone, 50 tackles, yeah. zero metres, not one run. Yeah. He was doing Dennis Rodman stats. <laughs> 40 rebounds, no points. 
He was. He just. He must have just channeled Dennis Rodman. I'm just gonna fucking tackle everyone, beat the shit out of everyone. Not even gonna run. Best thing ever. Because you know when you got Junior Paulo, when you got Big Campbell Gillard, when you got the boys like that, we had our forward pack like that. What Corey Hughes do? Give it to the big boys and just mm. fucking run and destroy. That's all you had to do. Well, you called it last week. Yeah, and that's, do and that's all he's got. And he bent did. blokes back. Mm. Like, he was folding it massively. And I just think that kid there, he's going to take care of, like, guys like me, you know, I'd rather run at, I'd rather run at Campbell, Gillard, or Paulo. I don't want to run at a Ray Stone because he will clip me straight cut around the enough. hips and just cut me in half. Mm. The most underrated, like, they little dudes lad who hit like fucking machines. I hate them. Um, but I like, I like Dylan Brown. He's finally showed his cards this year. He had a pretty down year for his talent. Uh, what I about the center? Pen- the center. The center. I love the pen- Penasini or some yeah, shit like that. Yeah, I didn't know who 19 he was. 19-year-old yeah, kid. He's great. Having a great battle, battle out there with Bradman Best. Mm-hmm. Mate, he's defensively and attack-wise awesome. Wunga Blake. They've just got a really well-balanced side. Mm-hmm. I'll be more confident with Reed Marnie, but maybe Reed Marnie yeah. messes it up a little bit. He tries to run a little bit too much, tries to go wide a little bit too much. When you've got the, one of the best forward packs, use that to your strength. And you get a couple of offloads here and there. You get Moses running off the back of that. Dylan, Dylan Brown, Wunga Blake, Fergie. Gutho's still around there. Great bench. Great yeah. four pack. They, 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 I think they can make a run. I reckon they can get to the grand final. They get through this to get to the grand final. Well, if we go to if we go to the tips, we've actually got we've all tipped the Eagles. Sorry, sorry, from, if Power win, do they have to play Melbourne? No. They beat Melbourne, yeah, they do. Oh, does it Or do they go to the other? No, they no, go. No, no. If if Oh yeah, if Para beat Penrith, yeah, yeah they play Melbourne. Oh, it's all the good sides. Oh, yeah, but Para beat Melbourne three weeks ago or four weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I don't think they'll it? be phased, but then all the best teams will be out. It could be like fucking Manly. No. Well, Storm, Storm, <laughs> Storm are waiting for either Penrith or Parramatta. Okay. So all right. this game doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> so the, Har- Harry's picked the Roosters. We've all picked the Eagles. I'm worried about Harry. Something wrong with him tonight. Yeah, he was off. <laughs> he wasn't, he he was wasn't off. himself. He was off, wasn't he? He just wasn't happy. Not it's like there Harry. was a thumb there and someone painted Harry's face on there. It wasn't his normal <laughs> it wasn't happy him. self, was yeah, it? So no, it's like, it was like he, a, he had his thumb there and then they just like, painted his face on and just, just like talked. mimicked his mouth. We love you, Harry. Uh, and the only person here that has picked uh, the Eels is you, William. I've got, I got faith in him. I've got faith in you. <laughs> love you too. Yeah. So, all right. So... Why'd you put he's put the tips as if last week counts? Anyway, you you two got two. God, you're good at this. It's amazing that you're winning the tipping competition. Yeah, I do. Again. I seem to do it all the time. Every year. It's good. <laughs> uh all right. So first of all, we said last week we we're gonna be giving stuff away. I have got very little information about what that <laughs> we means. Giving anything away? We're giving stuff away. We've got t shirts. We've got beers, fifty dollar Bondi Tony voucher, and Young Henrys. Oh, it's a bonus here, and we've got three bonus. And you're going in the draw for the headphones, and all you have to do is you have to do something to answer. Like us on Facebook or Instagram. If you do that, it's very simple. If you do that, you're in the running. And we have got three winners this week that are going to get all of those things that I just said that I can't remember. What? They're getting one each. You're on fire, Bernard. <laughs> do, you do, do, you any, do you do any study at all like Zero. I do every day? Zip, please. You do the same amount I do. Ren does the most, comes in no. with his little full scat yeah. book. Uh, so anyway, Aaron Wolf, who's our, he's the big Titans fan. 
The Wolf Dog. From uh, the Wolfmeister. He's a big Titans fan from New Zealand. He'll probably get the T-shirt because the voucher won't travel. Will Bates. Will, he's getting something. Batesy. And Jake Gillies. Gillies. Ben Gillies from Silver Gillies. Chairs, brother. I party with Ben Gillies. He's, he's getting a good dude. He's getting something as well. You're all getting something wonderful. So You're getting something. You're, you're getting the white something. Oprah, you are. <laughs> Giving away a car. <laughs> uh, so you're either getting Young Henry's, uh, you're getting the Strive by GI shirts, which are fantastic. They're very form-fitting. Yeah. Um, and you're getting, did I say booze? Yeah. You're getting Young Henry's. You're getting Young Henry's and Bondi Tony's. All right. They got two more. You got two more weeks only to get your entries in. So get your entries in. I've seen the Brighton Seagulls have been sending in some yeah. stuff. Get creative, guys. Do anything. I mean, um, I think what lockdown sort of. Oh no, that, that'd be too late. That's, that's opening in a month. But yeah. get creative with your videos. You know, we want to see something like crash tackle your dad. You know, blind shot something. <laughs> I don't know. Do do something funny. Do, do something, something funny. funny or creative, and we'll you're going to win. Trust me. We'll show it to we Harry. We're easy to please. We'll cheer up Harry <laughs> with a funny video, like Australia's the funniest home videos. <laughs> Uh, and remember, the take, the dash, take, dash, 20, you get 20% off Young Henry's. You're welcome, everyone. Thanks for your loyal listenership. Right. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Make sure you tune in next week. The three of us will be back. It's good with the three of us. I don't have to listen to you as much. What? What? <laughs> You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 